Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day, welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast, live from Backchat Studios. That's the boys from the Southern River Band, absolutely rocking your socks off. We're going to have to get to a live gig, I think, Skate, at some point. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Redding's with you. Um, are you happy with that? We get down to Southern River Band and we'll go see how they play? Mid-season break for us would do us a world of good. I think we could freshen <laughs> up and just hit the second half of the season running. And uh, I've got to say, you've had an influence on me as this year is wearing on, because I'm starting to dress like you now. It's a, oh. I've got the white shoes on, looking still a bit overdressed, but uh, given what you've got on, Scobie, wow. but I'm trying to catch up. I go for comfort over quality. fat. Yeah, quality. <laughs> That's correct. You just come in with high quality. Even when you're casual, you're still quality. Yeah, and I'm addressed uh, by a woman. That's uh, <laughs> my wife from Country Road who works there. Yes, very uh, Really? Oh, hell of a boy. excited. Okay, Country Road, hello. Um, unofficial sponsors of the Shelter Footy Cast. <laughs> um, you are here on the Shelter Footy Cast, of course. We do a, a preview, a review of the uh, game and week uh, every week, Monday and Thursday. It is Thursday, so it is time for a preview of the game. We do have a little review to chuck in today, though. The Melbourne uh, Collingwood Queen's birthday clash. Absolutely, uh, which was a well fascinating game on so many levels. And I'll also, just a little tease, there's a big name West Coast Eagle out of this weekend. I'll reveal to you a bit later in the show. Tell you what, I'm very excited today. You want to come to the Southern River Band. You want to have a couple of shelters with us. You've dressed well. You've got exclusives. You're well-dressed. My family's away for the next four <laughs> days. What could go wrong? <laughs> You're going to have more than a couple of shelters, I think, this weekend. You can find us on Shelters, Shelter Footy Cast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram there. Or, exclusive, breaking news, we have an email footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. If you have feedback, if you have uh, some questions you want read out on the show, if you have your country footy stories, what else What else do you want people to send through? Anything that's any anecdotal evidence of uh, yes. uh, acts of heroism yes. or a sportsmanship, yes. it's all part of the mix. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. You can find us and watch us on YouTube. Just search Backchat or Shelter Footycast. That's about it. Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. You can find them down there by the jetty. They're doing great things. Now, the big moment of the round, Skeet. Um, I think this one is for the reigning premiers. There's obviously a lot going on at the moment. You've got the May Melksham fight that 
continue it, that that for some reason continues on. Like we're finding out stuff today. Even though the AFL integrity department or officers said, look, the club imposed sanctions that they have impl- applied stand, and there's no nothing to see here essentially. But there is. You're right. There's little nuggets that keep coming out uh, from various sources which keep this story bubbling along. That's been butchered from pillar to post by that club. They have butchered how they've handled that. I'm sorry. I don't like calling people out too often, but they have butchered that, Melbourne. But let's get on field. They've lost another key pillar to what they're doing. Um, Max Gorn, injured, out. Uh, He's going to be out for, I think, four to six weeks with uh, syndesmosis. Now, no surgery on a syndesmosis is a good thing. It means that you're going to be able to treat it and, and handle it that way. But I don't know how Melbourne go with no Gorn in the team. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, and uh, this sort of incident and then what's happened at the restaurant, you know what, go back a month. And if you if I'd said to you, Melbourne, uh, no certainties to win the flag or they're going to go through a period where lots of doubt has come out, you'd probably, most footy fans say, no, they're going beautifully. Oh, I was one of them. And I, I think we're all, we're all on the same boat. Yeah. But... Going back even even at the start of this season, I didn't tip them to win the flag this year on the basis of everything has to go so well in one year yes. to get a flag, as you would know. Yes. And even with setbacks, it's 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 still very difficult. With two years in a row to have everything with injuries, an incident like the restaurant, a Max Gorn injury, it's just so difficult to get two years in a row where things go to plan. Now, it still might pan out their way. This might be the little blip on the radar they need. But on field-wise... Uh, and credit to Fremantle, they might have been the club that's that started to get clubs thinking about how to dismantle this Melbourne side. Yes, uh, I think so. Like, the, uh, let's take away the off-field stuff that happens. Uh, Melbourne, when they're defending premiers, everyone is coming for you. But before every game, the opponent they 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 want to beat Melbourne. You know, if you play a, a, a medium a mid-tier team, you do a lot of focus on yourself. How how are we going to get better? Make sure that we bring what we bring. Against a Melbourne, everyone's, let's beat Melbourne. And so from a footy perspective, they're playing the best every side has every week. And so you miss a May, who is your quarterback, and now you miss a Gorn, who is your, not only is he captain, but he's you're probably one of your best players, if not your best player. He's your distributor to the to the Rucks. I'll, I'll be interested to see if they can cover him with a Trav, Trav Jackson. Like, does, does Jackson step up and play number one Ruck? Yeah, well, Luke Jackson's got the talent. We know yeah. that. Uh, did I say Travis Jackson? You did. Yeah. That's okay, but I just just, okay. just seamlessly. Yeah, well, I like I like to be nice and honest. Yeah, I absolutely butchered that. No, yeah, that's okay. But look, he's a gun, and but you're right. It's going to be a huge task for him to take that role over, and no one can completely do what Max did. But he does have the athleticism, and we've seen it in big games, the biggest game that he can play that role. Do you know who's on their list that not many people are talking about? Mad Jack Daw. Yeah, well, he hasn't been even spoken of. No, Majak Dawes on on their list. Is he tracking okay? Is he know. playing any footy? Hey, maybe you've heard it here first. Shelter Footy Cast. Majak Dawes could play in the ruck. He could play him in the ruck or in the back line. Take take over what Steve May was doing. I don't know. No, Steve May will be back. When Majak Dawes was playing for North, there was a stage there where he was talk- being talked about as an All Australian backman. Yep. So he can play. No, no question. I, I just uh, he's. His fitness levels. Well, I'm not sure if he's playing VFL at the moment. We'll also, look, look into that. We'll just keep you it just on the agenda. The there and then. Um, another little one I wanted to speak about about big moments was the Tassie proposal. Now, when I say the Tassie proposal, I mean Eddie McGuire's <laughs> put something out into. <laughs> yeah. He just shot something out into the world, which I kind of like. Uh, some basics around the proposal that he put together was a super Melbourne club. So 
instead of putting a standalone 19th team in Tasmania, having to find the 50 extra players required to do that, draft concessions. So again, the draft is compromised for probably another five years. So if there is another team, North Melbourne suffers. Uh, Essendon can't rebuild. West Coast can't rebuild because all the top draft picks go to Tassie. He's proposed that they build a super Melbourne club that has two bases, one in Melbourne, so that would be Arden Street, if in this case North Melbourne, and they have a Tassie base, right? And they play 22 home games a season. They never travel. They play either in Melbourne or in Tassie. Tassie are their away games, but they're their home games. Well, so they don't play the Adelaide Crows, the Gold Coast no, Suns, the West Coast they, Eagles. They sweep. play them all, but it's at Tassie. They never play an away game. Hang on. So if you're a if you're a Fremantle Dockers uh, person and you've got eleven home games, one of those is against the Tassie yep. uh, Tassie boys. Where do you play that home game? You get you can still play your home game. Uh, yeah, sorry, Tasmania, Tasmania. Well, give me a break, Scotty. This has got holes in it already. Ta- North Melbourne have been a basket case of this competition for a long time now, Skate. They correct have. Or not they, they have. But it, and look, I'm not and, a North Melbourne it, fan, but they seem to be the, the only club ever that gets brought into this conversation. Eddie's argument was, if that continues, they will they will go bust. They'll just they'll just they, you can't just continually push out the same shit, which which they are. They've brought in a new coach and you know this and that, and they're still shit. And so. If you leave them going, how they're going, they've got a supporter base. They've got a really loyal supporter base. They're financial. They're not, their financial position isn't as bad as what some people say or think. They're propped up by the AFL, though. Well, a lot of clubs are, mate. Yeah, I know. I know. But North Melbourne are the very worst in that fact. They get the most from the AFL, apart from the expansion clubs. Yeah. And look, St Kilda, because it's getting results on the field at the moment, that their financials have been very questionable as well. I, I, yeah, St Kilda's another team that I reckon could go down there as well. But... If you create this Super Melbourne Club, it does alleviate the risk of a 19th team coming in and you've just got another Gold Coast. You've got another team that's going to be shit kickers for... Like, how, how long Gold Coast been kicking the can down the road? Like, they've never made finals. You get another one of those teams that it disperses the talent... Um, you know, I don't think it makes the competition better putting a nineteenth team in right now. Yeah, the, the counter argument: if you're asking a Tasmanian and putting that to them, you, you know what the response is going to be because we, the only we want our own team. And fair enough. Well, that's where the Taz, Tassie Jack Jumpers come into play with the NBL. It's very fresh this year. Yeah, they get into a grand final, which was extraordinary and probably not a great template for what's going to happen in the AFL. And they need they need five players in the in basketball. Though. Absolutely, yeah. There, there are lots of differences, but I think the the ownership, the emotional attachment to a new team. I think is probably more realistic. Certainly, that's what the Tasmanians will be pushing for. If they're going to have to build a new stadium and with all the bells and whistles, I think they're going to want... And they'll, they'll get behind it, more so than the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast, which I love, they couldn't give two hoots. Unless they're winning a premiership, they couldn't give their two hoots what the Gold Coast Suns do. I'll finish on this, though. If Tassie get an option of you can have a moulded team or you can have no team, which would they take? Of course. But Correct. They've also had Hawthorne, North Melbourne down there. It's sort of they're, they're like like no, it's that, like having it's like having someone over for dinner, um, dare I say it in your single days, yes. and just and, and every one sort of second week comes over, you say goodbye. There's no ownership, there's no connection there, there's no uh, stay over the night and just let's see where this heads. Okay, very you know good. what I mean. Uh, thanks for the analogy there, Mark <laughs> Reddings. I'm just going to stay well clear of that. What happens in I don't know what that's great. I love it uh, absolutely. Shelter Footycast here, West Coast v uh, and Fremantle preview. We have a focus on the Western Rounds. Uh, let's leave Frio parked. They got the bye. They got Nat Fife done and dusted. He's having a nice little rest. 
They'll continue on their merry way after the bye. The West Coast Eagles, they're back. We get to talk about them again. Yes. West Coast v Geelong, 2.35 Saturday at Optus Stadium. I'll give you this one, Skeet. The team that has played at home has won the last nine of these encounters, Geelong v West Coast. That's a lot of games in a row that the home team's won. You like the seed I'm planting in your brain right now? Well, the home team has won the last nine games. Well, wait till we get to your selection before we actually find out whether you've got the kahunas to, to back that up with a uh, tip in that direction. You don't, you don't worry about my kahunas, mate. 20 years. <laughs> this is where I love it. Keep going. 1992 reunion. Yeah, well, this is great because I did Mass 4 at Trinity in 1987. Here's a bloke that has said in the last 10 minutes, twice, the 20-year reunion. Now, if you go from 1992 to 2022, it's 30 years, will you, Goose? Oh, my god! You've missed out a decade. You've missed out 10 years. Would, okay, <laughs> like this, I feel like Ron Burgundy on Anchorman. <laughs> Who Read wrote 20 on, <laughs> on the prompter? Does anyone want to speak behind the cameras? No, I didn't think so. Microphone not working. I love that because I heard you talk a bit earlier to someone at a, a meeting at uh, the 20-year reunion. I thought, oh, that's a faux pas. Oh, very good. I've waited for you to do this. You've yeah, gone 20 okay. years again. Okay. But it's very actually good. 30 years, 1992, folks, oh. which I know. Um, you would have been there. Like you would have been, you would have been <laughs> you know, 22. 45 years old then, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, good on you, Scully. Uh, that's, that's very smart of you. But uh, I was there, to be honest with you. It was a, a great occasion. And there's going to be a big occasion uh, tonight. The players get together, by yes. the way, in-house Dinner. Good. Tomorrow, Crown, big luncheon. Uh, lots of <laughs> so the boys are backing up. One on. And then Saturday, they're at the game. Of course, you know, doing the parade and then the box just to completely finish off the weekend. But I mentioned a huge out for the West Coast Eagles. Yes. yes. There is a huge out. Okay. And it involves probably their most famous, almost arguably the most influential figure in the history of the 30 years since 1992. Trevor Nisbet? Well, arguably, I said. John Warsfold. He's out. No. He's not going to be part of it. I'll tell you why. He's got COVID. No. That is huge. And you think of you think of what the Eagles 92 Premiership, you've got John Warsfeld, Mick Malthouse, and you've got Peter Matera with five goals in the Norm Smith medal. Now, Rue's not coming across for obvious reasons with his health scare and that. That is totally understandable. And so too is John Warsfeld uh, with, with COVID. But, you know, the poor West Coast Eagles, I feel sorry for them. They've put they had nothing go right for them for any month of this year with on-field, and this is the current side, and now for what is going to be their biggest event of the year in terms of uh, emotional, uh, sentimental, a joyous occasion, they've got Matera with a heart attack recently. Yeah. He's an out. And Warsfold has uh, been pulled out of the side at the last minute because of COVID. Knowing Wusha, he, he has a big deal with keeping these groups together exactly. as well. So he absolutely loves it. So this this could be worse than missing a premiership for him. Oh, it'll hurt. And it hurts everyone because he was he's the guy that's going to uh, we're going to speak to him and he would recount those times as captain, etc. So, But having said that, still going to be a good day. At Crown tomorrow, for instance, I'm going to do a, have a chat with Mick Malthouse for 20 minutes. Good. I've got to say, he, he intimidated me as a 22-year-old. And I reckon I'll still sit in the chair like this with him tomorrow and feel a bit sort of nervy because he's just one of those characters. Yeah. But hopefully he's mellowed and I've got a bit wiser. Yes. Uh, and then this... The current versus the past. So there's going to be guys like Paul Harding, who was the ruckman in 92, and Nick Natanui discussing the ruck roles 30 years apart and and what was tougher and what's easier and and what they achieved. Obviously, Nick didn't play in 18, but just that that element. We've got guys like Blue McKenna up against Gov. And then you've got uh, Dean Kemp and Luke Shuey. Peter Sumich, Josh Kennedy, discussing their craft and 30 years apart and maybe a bit of banter in there as well. But yeah, so it still should be a terrific day, but unfortunately the captain out and the Norm Smith medalist out. And of course, there's going to be a special moment at the end of the function 
uh, for number three, Chris Mainwaring, who uh, isn't with us, and it's a pretty emotional part of the day as well, I suspect. Okay, very good. Um, that's a good touch as well from West Coast, and it'll be a big day for the club. So, on this game, West Coast and Geelong, how does it go? The last time they played, uh, last year, sorry, I should say, 97-point loss to West Coast against Geelong, down at Geelong. The West Coast, is this another 100-point loss for for West Coast? Because that was last year when that happened. It was like, oh, my gosh, they lost by 100 points. If they do it again this year, it's the third time this year. Yeah, which is, I mean, last year was a, with a, from memory, I mean, they had a lot better side in, obviously, and, and players were up and running. They just had a stinker of a time at Geelong, yeah. didn't they? That's which, really, is, which is no surprise. That no. happens regularly. Yeah, but what, yeah, it just, it amazes me why... Anyway, that was last year, and we thought, oh, this is just an aberration, Geelong. It's become an, an issue. Uh, now, to Saturday's game, the Inns are going to be pretty good. I think McGovern returns, you'd think uh, Sheed. Sheed, Ryan, and Rioli. Rioli. That's potentially big Inns. Potentially Petrocelli, but again, that's dependent on what and, they and think. Yo. And, well, that's the question. Does he let Yo play this week? Because he's had so much interruption, look. I'm hearing he does. Okay. Exclusively here on Shelter Footy yeah, Cards. I, I think and that, I'm hearing he plays back. Why back? Mate, he, 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 was, he cut his teeth as a backman. People forget. Half back. 2015, right, when we had no key position backman, he was close to all Australian in the back line, Elliot Yo, I've been calling for a, for a little while. I think it's smart. He's, he's lost his ability and his confidence to play in the midfield, I think. And, and that's harsh. But he hasn't, he hasn't played for two years. Mm. And so what he does in there, he's a real bull and he's in and under. You've got to have confidence in your own body and your own ability and the fact that you can do it to do that. It's a real confidence position. So it's similar to Nat Fife playing him forward. He's not used to that bash and crash and he's only been out for half a year. You, you always miss two years. So I think putting him in the back line, coming out the, at the game, he reads the ball as well as anyone and he's a real competitor. He's a really competitive person. I think it's a good move. Yeah, well... He's a guy, as you say, he would, he would be so frustrated. And you've seen it when he was concussed yep. at the Adelaide Oval. Occasionally, he even gets in a bit of a, a discussion with teammates. Yeah, he's that type of like, I know his dad, Craig, and yeah, they've got some feistiness about them, and they're, they're spirited, and they're passionate. That's what, that's what you want. That's almost six players that are regular 22 back into the team. So, But, but bear in mind, Sco, that happened last year against the Western Bulldogs at Optus Stadium. Remember, everyone came back into the yep. side, and the names were great on paper. But they hadn't played any footy. So uh, just a, a note of caution. The alternative is you don't play them, which is not an alternative, given the names and the class they bring to the table. Now, I planted this seed at the start of this segment, who we're tipping. I'm going to let you know who I'm tipping, Skin. I want to see your reaction. I'm tipping the West Coast Eagles to beat Geelong. Check how many shelters are missing from this morning. Uh, you haven't been on the gas, have you? I'm picking the West Coast Eagles to beat Geelong and Optus Stadium On, this on what basis? They get their players back. Right, okay, I know, I know that can, the argument can go the other way, but I think they, they add something to the team. Six good players come back. I think this playing group is is striving and looking for something to really hang their hat on in terms of showing the public that they have pride in the jumper. And there's no better time than the 30-year reunion uh, of the Premiership in 1992 against a fierce rival in Geelong for this playing group to stand up and show what they're made of. And I also, thirdly, don't think Geelong are that good this year. I still don't think they're that good. They could finish top four. I understand that. <laughs> I, that that's my reasoning. So are you with me, Skate? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I mean, I, I just watched Geelong dismantle the Bulldogs. Yeah. Jeremy Cameron. Their Bulldogs aren't that six, good either. No. Yeah, but they're, that Geelong uh, Bulldogs aren't that good. 
Yeah, okay. I, you know, I'm just a bit staggered that you have suddenly found uh, a reason to, to select the Eagles. I think, look, to show you what my, my where I sit with this, I'm going I'm to get a couple of boxes of Jets crackers over the weekend because the family's away. If... <laughs> If the Eagles win on Saturday, I'm prepared to, to hold one of those boxes back and bring it to you for our next back chat uh, podcast. You, so your your Shelter Footy Cast right now, you're putting a, a box of Jats crackers on the line. Is that what's talking? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so <laughs> they mean a lot to me. So you pick you pick Geelong. I'm picking Geelong, uh, and and of, co- and of course I'll shout you Shelter when we go out next. Okay, very good. Uh, what's on the line? A box of sh- uh, Jats crackers and a Shelter between the two of us. We've gone West Coast and Geelong, one each. There you go. There's the Western preview. You are on the Shelter Footy Cast. Oh, I'm glad that I staggered you with that one a little bit, Skate. I saw, that's what I attempted to do. Now, before we get into the uh, preview of the round, we have to quickly review one from round 13. Collingwood defeats Melbourne at the MCG on Queen's birthday for the big freeze game as well for the MND. Uh, Neil Danaher, of course, a big pioneer in that. Um Look, I watched this game. Scores were level uh, coming into the third. It was an up-and-down game. Melbourne played quite well, but Collingwood just went to another level. And what they've been able to do, I was asked during the during the week about my mid-season coach of the year. I think it's Craig McRae. He's been great. No one gave Collingwood a chance, me included. I thought they were a bottom four side. Um, didn't see their list with a lot of upside. New coach coming in, didn't know a lot about what he's been able to do and and the clear buy-in. Can you remember round one or two, the big blow-up about Ginevan um, going around with the GoPro? Now, at first look, at first glance, oh, arrogance ahead of himself. He's got bleached hair and, you know, carrying on. But what on reflection, what that signifies was they wanted to – they wanted to be themselves. They wanted to show who they were. They, they're really vulnerable. They want to give back to their fans. And they're playing a brand of footy that's bloody good to watch. They're high-pressure side, intercepting back line. Got senior players in the midfield. So you've got Pendlebury, you've got Taylor Adams, you've got Jordan Degoe going through there. Um, they haven't had Brody Grundy for six weeks, so Darcy Cameron's been standing up. But a man I wanted to speak about, Mason Bloody Cox. The big American. That's the best game he's played, and that's saying something. Premium final. Correct where he took eight contested marks against a Richmond defending Premier uh, Alex Rance. Mason Cox had 21 disposals, 10 hit outs, but he was play- he was playing like a rover, mate. He was one hand picking him up, handballing over his shoulder, kick one goals two. That's the best game I've seen him play. And I reckon going into that game, people would have been thinking he should be dropped and never play AFL again. You could... You, you- you couldn't drop him after. You could never drop him after that. No. Nah. The way he played. I mean, we were like, he had the goggles on. We were goggle box just watching him. Yeah. He was he was terrific. And you're right, uh, that was outstanding. They kicked nine of the last ten goals against the Melbourne side, which has been the last halves of matches. They have been putrid in the last few weeks against yeah. Fremantle, against Sydney, yep. and against Collingwood now. They've now won four in a row, the Magpies. By the way, going back to Craig McRae, he's a teacher. Now, whether that's... Uh, as a, as a bonus going into his job as a coach, but obviously a big part of coaching in the modern footy is man management, people skills. I mean, tactics are important, we know that, but you've yes. got a, a vast array of resources in most clubs. Yeah. It's we to have relationships and, and me wanting to play for you and vice versa. So uh, that's terrific. And you know what? Melbourne at the moment, they remind me a little bit of the Righteous Brothers with You've Lost That Loving Feeling. <laughs> do you I just, guess a couple of bars of that? Well, or? late at night, we'll do that. You know, the, the top, well, it's from Top Gun. Yes. When, when, you know, Tom Cruise and they, the Kelly McGillis is being wooed. You think they've lost the... the at the moment, 
they have lost that love and feeling for each other. There you go. There's the there's the social highlight for you, Dan. Right there. Um, I would like a little bit of a couple of bars before the end of the show, though. Richmond. So that's it. Done and dusted. Very good. There's the uh, review of the Collingwood Melbourne game. Now into the preview of round fourteen tonight. Richmond v Carlton. We love Thursday night footy, don't we? It's yeah. really good. MCG five twenty uh, Western Australian time. Um, Big game this one. I, I think close to the game of the round. Really big game. Carlton looking to really challenge for a top four spot and Richmond looking to really secure a top eight spot. But both of these sides have got a lot to play with. Yeah, Tigers are in form. Carlton, well, we know that it's a big night for them. Paddy Cripps, 150th game. Dustin Martin is out because of illness. Uh, right. Is he? I didn't know that. That there, is there a fact. Go. He's out. So he's important. To offset that, though, uh, Lambert returns, and I rate him. For, for Richmond, yep. and, and of course Tom Lynch. Now, if he's anywhere near his best, he's had a hamstring, but he he automatically causes some nerves amongst the Carlton defence, given their lack of, of tools uh, in, in the back line. So, uh, fascinating game. Hopefully 70,000 people there. Um, Durden comes yeah. in. Sam Durden? Yeah. Comes in first game after the mid-season draft, so that's yeah. a, a great moment for him. They've got a real key position crisis at, like, at Carlton. Like, like, great work for Durden coming from a North Melbourne list and then spending some time in the VFL now gets his chance at, at Carlton um, to play in a team. But they're losing. They lost Caleb Marchbank, who came back after over a 1,000 games out of the days out of the game, and he hurts his knee again. So he's out for eight. Well, that, that's a sad story from, from a great story mm. to... He would just be mentally that would shatter him, um, but they have a they've got a key position crisis. So you talk about Tom Lynch coming back in, you're going to have Rewald and Lynch going at one end. You've got Mackay and Kerno at the other. So it's going to be a bit of a you know key position um, key position off. <laughs> but I don't know if Carlton can match Richmond. So I think Richmond have got the players. Grimes will get, get a job on one of them. They've got some players that can play down there. Bolter will probably spend some time down there. I don't know if. Richmond's forwards can be matched by Carlton. They don't have any key position players. No. By the same token, I'm not sure that Richmond's mids, probably if you if you weigh yeah. them up, Cripps, uh, Kennedy, Chera's missing, of course, uh, Walsh. Just think with Dusty not there, although that's not his, his prime. Who do you pick? They've hurt me a lot this year, Carlton, but I'm going to give them... The, uh, the opportunity to, to not leave me in a state of despair on a Thursday or Friday night. Because you know what it's like. You start your tipping weekend with a loss. We know, it how, does this, we know how this Carlton. is. Carlton. We know what's going to happen. I pick Carlton too. Richmond are going to come out in the first quarter and they're gonna, they're gonna be, we know they're going to be firing. <laughs> they're they're going to kick six goals. No, it's just whether or not Carlton can kick six as well. That's when we're in with a chance. Well, I think they can. Oh, look, this if, it's a, if it's a free-flowing game, we're on. If Richmond come, out and, yeah, if Richmond come out and kick six to nothing, we're in big trouble, Skate. So you're tipping Carlton with yeah, me, are you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've already I've had my upset this week, mate. You've had your upset of the year. <laughs> absolutely. Now, moving on. Essendon v St Kilda. Friday, 5.50 Marvel. Nice little Marvel clash here. We're going to speak about Essendon a little bit later in the show, but I don't I don't hold great confidence in what they're doing down there, to be honest. Um, Andrew, McGuire, uh, Andrew McGrath and Kyle Langford could return, which would be good for them. Uh, Parrish is likely to miss this week. He trouble, you know, had some struggles with injury last week. Um, I think this one, there's a decent ruck battle. I think that'll probably be the main topic. Um, Paddy Ryder and Rowan Marshall, great pairing in the AFL at the moment. V, Sam Draper and Andrew Phillips. So two genuine ruckmen for each side. You don't see that very often. I think that's where it may be won and lost. Supply to their midfield and going each way. St Kilda's obviously going better than Essendon, but, I mean, Essendon need to show something, don't they? Well, you would have thought if they were going to fly the flag, it was last Friday, MCG, 150 years, and they, they had their 
luminaries there, the greats of the Bombers. And I'm going to be honest, I thought they they tried. I don't think they're a club that's not doing their utmost in terms of effort, but their system, I think, is questionable. That That's where Ben Rutten's, I guess, um, coaching acumen comes into question. So uh, their list, so-so. Now, Darcy Parrish, is he... Playing? We're not sure. Surely not. He was was subbed out. I think he's a chance to miss, yeah. I think he'll miss. Uh, They're certainly not in uh, premiership contention. Maybe you can ask Mick Malthouse about his premiership selection (laughs) this year. First up at the lunch tomorrow. Hey, Mick, you picked the Bombers to win the flag. How's that tracking? (laughs) How do you reckon his mood would be? If you put that one out to him first half, you wouldn't get an answer back for the rest of the show. I'll get more than that. I'll get the uh, the jumper grab and the jumper punch. Um, No, they've had a tough year. And like a lot of... Clubs I like to see, you know, Essendon's been down for a while and like them or loathe them, they've been through the supplement saga and as a player, you, you must sympathise yep. at least for the circumstance that some of these guys have been through, although obviously the changing of the guard, but yeah, they can't beat St Kilda tomorrow night. Saints will, will win, they love Marvel, uh, they're pretty good against Brisbane for a long portion of the game, Yep, got within, what, 20 odd points. They'll be beating Essendon. Yep, St Kilda will win easily. I reckon they could win, win by 10 goals. I think it could be an absolute blowout. Port Adelaide v Sydney, Saturday, 11.45 Western Australian time at Adelaide Oval. So it's a home game for Port. Sydney coming off big wins against Melbourne and Richmond. They'll be up and about. But Sydney have lost their last five games and haven't beaten... Uh, this is at Port Adelaide, um, at Adelaide Oval. They haven't beaten Port at Adelaide Oval since round two, 2015. So that... For the mathematicians out there, seven years ago, Skate. Yeah, well, it's a bit like your stat about uh, the last nine occasions between the Eagles and Geelong, the home team has so, won. So you think Sydney have got this sort of... No, well, I don't. I think this is going to be a, a difficult match, but Buddy returns, which yep. is big. Um, Sydney have let me down when I've, I've jumped on their, their case, but I, Port Adelaide, you said about a month ago you, you thought their season was done and you, you're on the money, I think. Yep. Uh, they were good against Richmond without winning. It was a brutal game. I think the Swans can change that up. And given they're, they're right in the, the top eight mix and Port Adelaide, I think this is their last chance if they don't yeah. even win this. But I'm going with the Sydney Swans and on a bit of a trust basis because of their recent form. So so am I. I, I really think Sydney are that, that side. Like, I know Carlton's jumped up into that top four. Um, we, we know what Freo's done, clearly, and Brisbane and Melbourne are there. But I think Sydney are that one to challenge the top four. Um, I really like a lot of things that they do. They haven't played their best footy, but they still still sit eight and four. So I think they get it done, not easily, but they do win at Adelaide Oval, the first win in the last seven years. Um, be a good game though, I think. GWS v Bulldogs Saturday five twenty five. So Saturday evening. I've, there's a lot of games this this week that are kind of like, oh, it's an interesting one. But these are two sides that sit outside the eight, and we probably expected both of them to be really challenging for finals this year. So it'll be an interesting game, and the loser probably it may probably not season over, but it'll be close to it. How does the Bailey Smith thing affect the Bulldogs, if anything? Is that as a player when there's a distraction like that around the club now, whether it was, say, the Willarioli situation yeah. a couple of years ago? Do players just hear it, sympathise, maybe touch base, and then get on with their own lives in you terms ha- of football lives? You do have to move on very quickly. Like, you can't, you, you actually can't sympathise too much and worry too much about him, but it'll 100% affect the group. He'd be friends with a lot, lot of guys in there, um, and, and it's a lot more attention about not footy. Right, it's 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 taking the focus off what you are doing on game day, so it'll affect what they are doing. Will it have a big effect? I guess the proof will be in the pudding. Um, I think excitingly on the footy side of things, Josh Bruce played his first game in the VFL. So Aaron Norton, great player, 
but really needs, I think... A chop out. Yeah, a supplementary forward with him. And those two last year were a great pairing. It was a big reason why they went so far last year. Norton's been fighting by himself against the best the best defender every week. Even two. He's Correct. been double teamed. Because you play Western Bulldogs, why wouldn't you shut Norton down? And then who's going to beat you, right? You get Josh Bruce back into the mix, and I think that changes their dynamic forward. Jamara Eugle Hagen clearly hasn't come on how they would have loved, but he's still a young guy. I'm not putting him up as the reason why they're going poorly. But I think a return for Bruce into that forward line could change things up a lot. They play a GWS side who is who is playing a lot better footy under Mark McVeigh. It must be said. I don't think it says uh, as much about Leon Cameron as maybe it does about McVeigh. He looks like he's playing the players where they should be played, and they're playing better footy. Playing more attacking footy, aren't yeah. they? And you mentioned we talked about Harry Himmelberg going back to defence. Uh, we know Stephen Cornelio looks revitalised. Um, and Phil Davis could come back into the side. Tim Taranto, uh, a test to come back. You've got Nick Haynes, uh, Braden Proust, the big ruckman. Some so big names. There's some, some quality there. Who have you got? There's a, it's a, it's a, hard it's a game tough to game. I, I've gone with the Bulldogs here. It's GWS home game. Yeah, I know that. I, I just I, I feel that the Bulldogs... Are, the Giants have been up and down. But again, I'm probably thinking more of the Leon Cameron time, and they've been better now, the Giants. So uh, that's why I think the bookies have them 50, 50. Who did you pick? I didn't even hear you picked. Bulldogs. Okay. But it, with no confidence, and, and only because, you know, I think perhaps their midfield can match, and if not better, and they've won 11 of their past 15 interstate games. So I'm just going on some numbers without much... Uh, I'll come with you. Yeah. I'll come with you. Both big bulldogs. Okay. Very good. Um, last game of the round, Gold Coast v Adelaide, Sunday, one twenty at the MCG. Really? Yep. Yeah, so there's, there's three games on the Saturday. Hang on a sec. Oh, no. This can't be right, though. It's not... <laughs> it can't be played... You can't have Gold Coast and Adelaide at the MCG. It's, I don't think it's the MCG. It can't be at the MCG. It's not the MCG, <laughs> is it, Dan? How, how are we going over there behind the mic? Is, is that microphone working over there? Time for you to We've thrown the poor bloke under the bus. I've got Come a on. feeling it's metric on, surely, given that the Adelaide Ale is being used for the Sydney game and Port Adelaide. Daniel? Uh, human error. I'll take it. Okay, no, no computer good. error, say that. It's computer error. So it's at Metricon. <laughs> I'd say so. Okay, Gold Coast v Adelaide, Metricon Stadium. Imagine, imagine, the, crowd at, imagine the crowd at the MCG. <laughs> There'd be seven people. That'd be all security guards. There could be seven people at Gold Coast Stadium as well. This is a stinker of a game, let's be honest. Gold Coast, finally, though, they're contenders. Jump on board. I they want Gold contenders. Coast to win and win well and, and keep pushing towards an unlikely finals berth because that's what this club needs. That's what the competition has been paying for a long time to get this side competitive because I think it's a bit like when the Brisbane uh, Bears slash Lions reached the finals under Robert Walls back in 95 it was a, a momentous occasion they 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 got beaten in their first final but it just changes the dynamics of the comp I do think imagine if they had Ben King because when you see what Max King does at St Kilda imagine if they had yeah. a, like an absolute superstar forward then, but, then we'd be talking but if they finish off this season if it's ninth or 10th and on a run this is where King goes okay this club is is on the move, and I want to be part of it. And don't forget about the All Australian Ruckman they got, Jared uh, Big Witsy. Okay. He's, he's a star player. Okay. I'm not d- disputing that. Okay, all right, that's it for the round. Uh, no, we both Gold Coast. But yeah, 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 Gold Coast. Yeah, Adelaide won't win that. Absolutely not. Especially not when no, it's not, not at the MCG. Buys <laughs> <laughs> to Brisbane, Collingwood, North, Hawthorne, Dockers, Melbourne. Rest up, boys. You're going to need a rest for the middle of the year. Yeah, uh, game of the game of the round. I think Richmond Carlton tonight, Thursday night. Tick. Absolutely. All right, you're on the footy cast here. Thanks to Shelter. 
All right, this is my favourite part of the week. I know I'm, look, I've got a lot, a lot of things on. Get some right. off your, get some stuff off your chest. Yeah, this isn't just uh, favourite, you know, of this show. This is high, right up there with weak highlights for me. Just like you sitting down with a box of Jats crackers, me sitting down with Mark Greddings and going head to head, toe to toe. It's right up there. So this is part of the interruption. Um, you know, absolutely go head to head on a couple of issues. Here's the first one: Fremantle's window was just nudged open a little bit more with Max Gorn's injury. Well, on on face value, absolutely, because if their best player's out for five, six weeks and they lose uh, two or three of those games, if you're looking at the ladder as it stands with three clubs, same points, percentage separating them, any players or any setbacks for the Demons or for Brisbane, that helps Fremantle. So has to has to help them, can't hinder them, and certainly makes life a bit tougher for Melbourne. I mean, I, it's very difficult to argue with that. It's been—I've been stitched up a little bit with the actual question here. It was—it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Uh, Fremantle will really care about Gorn's injury and like be really watching them, and it really makes a big effect. Which I was going to come out and say, absolutely, Freo would not give one iota of what a Max Gorn injury is. Well, I agree with you on that. Okay, well, that's not <laughs> a part of this segment, is it? But I, I will say, Gorn's injury. Um, yes, it nudges Fremantle's window wide open, as you correctly said, but it is irrelevant to Fremantle. Ty- it, no, it's completely it, irrelevant. They will not focus on that, but they'll keep an eye on, on the ladder positions because of the importance of finishing top two. That's three strikes for you, Dan, today, I'll tell you what. The league should scrap the illicit drug policy. Well, this uh, shelter cast hasn't got the time to go into it as deeply yeah, as we'd a, like. It's topic. quite complicated, and, and we, we know that there's, there's issues with the Players Association. We know that there's a, a public belief that players are not getting the appropriate penalties because of, of where they've been found with in Bally Smith's situation. He might get two weeks. Nothing's come out. Just yet. listen to Talkback Radio on that issue or, yes. or actually host a Talkback Radio show like you do. People in public think they should be throwing the book at Bailey Smith, correct? Yeah, and someone like uh, Susan rang up our show during the week on radio and said he should get a suspension for the to the rest of the year because he's a role model, etc., etc. So I, I do get that, but then if you go back through the other elements of it, it includes uh, the AFL and the Players Association, particularly the players, are in a voluntary uh, testing regime, which I think puts the NRL in the shade, a lot of competitions in the shade. Mm. Um the one element that I did read, which I found interesting, in the 17 years this uh, policy or, or variation of this policy has been in place, there have been no suspensions off the back of uh, testing positive because obviously there's confidentiality and, and there's been maybe mental health has been used as an issue. So it's really complicated. I don't think it should be scrapped, but I think it has to be looked at carefully. I think scrap it. Uh, what are we actually doing? We're putting, you know, yes, Players are role models and, and, and up on a pedestal for everyone to see. But that's the exact reason you go out into society these days and illicit drugs are, are there, right? And so you've got these players, young players, risk takers, that there is players in the AFL doing drugs. There, that is a fact. Yes. Right? And we can, and case in point, Bailey Smith. The illicit drug policy, what's what's the point of it? I, I, like... We we should have a we should have a a drinking policy that's that's AFL wide. We should have a but drinking policy uh, drinking no, isn't just, illegal. Yeah, I, having I, a, having drugs like that is an is, is an illegal activity in part. I think so. it's so clouded and so grey. Like, what's the point of even having it? It's it's completely it's it's nonsensical. What's ju- the point then of ju- just having the doctor? Your club doctor is the only person that is uh, available to support a player. I, I will say uh, I don't I don't know the answer to that question. I will say. Uh, 
just because it's illegal doesn't mean there there needs to be a policy. Like there is policies in place for things that are not illegal. I.e., Jaden Stephenson got a ten week ban, twenty thousand dollar fine for putting a multi bet on, mm. right? Which seems extraordinarily harsh. Correct. So is betting illegal? No, it's not. Right. So, but if you're a player or an official, it is. It is not part. You sign a contract that you. I, know I, like I understand all that, but I. I just you know treat it like everything else, like you know the the the, the betting policy and then the and the bringing the game into disrepute. I, I, the the actual illicit drug policy. I think we can scrap. So it. just quickly, what do you think? If you were in I don't charge, have a solution. I don't have a so solution. No, no penalty for Bailey Smith, or you think a penalty applies for him? No, no penalty. Okay. That they don't think that's so no penalty, that vision comes out, then how does the AFL What's he being actually penalized for? Is he being penalized for doing drugs or is he being penalized for it being put on social media? Well, obviously it's become public knowledge. So I I'd suggest it's he's admitted to, to taking the drugs, which is not you know, the AFL. I mean, it's like any business. If 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 I'm working for a channel seven or six PR or for back chat and this is out there with me snorting cocaine. It's, yeah. it's a horrible look for your company. If, if he's so that's employee. not a drug policy though. That's a, that's an image policy. Yeah, true. Right. So that's what I mean. It's like it is very difficult. What what is it? Is it is it bringing the game into disrepute policy or is it illicit drug policy? Like what, what it, the the bringing the game into disrepute policy needs to be there. You can't have players. Well, that's what Ben Cousins was done taking photos on social media with holding bags of drugs. Like we can't have that. So that needs to be there. But but he's not being charged under the illicit drug policy, as far as I can see. So what's it there for? Like, what, what's the even point of having it there? It doesn't make any sense to me. We're going to move on. Uh, this one here, I want to finish on this. 1992 Premiership was more impressive than the 2018 Premiership on this 30-year reunion weekend. I wonder which way you're going to head. Well, I wonder which way you're going to head, you old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> 1992, I suppose. Well, there's a fair bit to say about, uh, look, the first thing in anyone's life, be it a kiss... A premiership, anything else that's bring to mind? First bag of Jats crackers <laughs> on the couch by Anything that's a first in life that you achieve, it's got to be special. And look, let's be honest, the Eagles back then, they went through a period after, look, in short, 87 they came in, they were sort of the, the travelling, travelling Wilburys for a few years with their home. They got to Subiaco, uh, Mick Malthouse came, they made the finals in 90, a grand final in 91, they win it in 92. They had more challenges, in my mind, than what, West Coast 2018 version did just simply because of the vagaries of of the travel and it was the VFL disguised as the AFL towards yes. back in so I think in many ways and it was a piece of sporting history the yes. premiership leaving Victoria for the first time it meant that the competition was essentially albeit not truly a national comp so in so many ways it was the biggest moment in WA sporting history and that's why, 92, apart from the heroics of Matera, uh, the, the coaching of Mick Malthouse and the captaincy of, of John Warsold, and the fact that, from my knowledge, they were all Western Australians who played in that 92 team, which that's well, Every one of them. That, that's to my knowledge, yes. Which, Boy. that'll never happen again. No. And we just know that's the way the, the, the footy landscape. But no, 92 clearly stands out as an achievement. Not saying it was a better game, but a better achievement. Okay, I was about to pull you up on that. Uh, we could do that with the Tasmanian team. Imagine an all-Tassie team winning a premiership. Anyway, I digress. 2018 was by far the better game. game. It's, been, it's, it's been voted as the greatest game of all time, multiple times, and clearly. But it had bigger moments, and I think 
What? What? Bigger moments? Is there any oh, bigger moment than, hey, than Gary Ablett Jr. poleaxing Don Pike, yeah. putting him into the second row of the Don the sp- Pike? Oh, please! Like, do, do you know what I mean? Dom Sheed kicks a goal with a minute to go. Yeah, that, that's a huge. Big, that, but is there any bigger moment? Don't, yeah, dis- don't one. discount one. the likes of Peter Matera uh, from fifty-five okay. out. So, is a big moment Gary Ablett cleaning up a West Coast player, or is a big moment? Liam Ryan cleaning up a Collingwood player and Braden Maynard. That's one of the biggest hits you'll ever see in a grand final. Just huge moments. Huge moments. Huge players. Plus, not a lot of people gave that team a lot of chance coming into those final series. Our good friend Tom Morris over at Fox Footy completely wrote West Coast off at the start of that final series. He thought he might be bags packing by round one. Uh, We go in, get it done, away from home, everything against us, Collingwood at home. It was great. And if you're going under the you know, the super netball theory and they're whinging about having home finals uh, potentially over here in Perth, well, you, you finished ahead of Collingwood. You should be under the under that style. Correct. You're playing on their home ground in the we grand play, final. Yeah, and so so West Coast beat Geelong. Imagine it would be. I would only take your argument if West Coast beat Geelong in Geelong, but they didn't. They beat them in the no. MCG. It's an away game for Geelong as well. I'll tell you what, though, just very briefly. Who would win? Who would win? 92 Eagles v 2018 <laughs> Eagles. That's an easy one. Oh, oh well, you the, think... The, 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 92 boys were part-time. They, they weren't even full-time. Yeah, well, but if you're comparing the, the time spent, the, the those elements of modern-day footy... Josh Kennedy v Simic, who's better? Wow. Good question. And I don't think there's an answer that's uh, going to come... I'll go with JK. I'll go with Summer. Okay. I mean, uh, we're talking a bloke that kicked, uh, had 200 shots of goal back in 1991. Worsfold v. Hearn, captains. Worsfold. Yeah, I've got to go. Nah, bunger. I've, I've got to stay true. I'd love to say, <laughs> if Wusha was sitting here, Wusha. Hi, Wusha. Nice to see you, mate. Yep. yep. And, and Mick v. Simo. Uh, it, it, difficult, but I, I'm going to say Simo because coming into that final series, you don't have Gaff. Yep. You don't have Nananui. Shepard, Luke. You don't have Shepard. Yep. And you bring in Sheed, Maston, Vardy, Lysett, Schofield. Yep. And all role players, all not, you know, pin-up boys like those three guys are, Gaff, Nananui, Shepard, and you still get the job done. I think coaching masterclass, especially tagging side bottom with Hutchings and tagging Grundy and Gorn back-to-back. So they tag Gorn in the prelim and tagged him in the grand final Grundy with Lysett and Vardy. That's what their job was. They just tagged him. Don't worry about winning a hit out. Tag the Ruckman. Masterclass by Simo. He did a great job. And look, the, the performance was outstanding. And I'll go back even two weeks before that, just quickly. The qualifying final at Optus Stadium yes. was close to the best final I've been to in terms of drama, um, theatre, and the result, of course, the atmosphere was enormous. So, But that was just a prelude to what was an amazing grand final. Talking day. about moments, Lewis Jetta kicking that goal. I was yep. in the stands. That that's the loudest, uh, most like single moment that I've just ever seen. Like just incredible. Like because you because everyone could see it happening from so far away. And it was game over, and you knew a prelim final was uh, yeah. awaiting. Special stuff. All right, um, we don't have any time for uh, our, our listener questions, skate. Which I actually a bit disappointed in ourselves we didn't get to them. But I thought the ninety two v twenty eighteen is a good discussion. It is, and uh, you've conceded on that or not? No, absolutely. <laughs> Conceded, please. <laughs> it's like Chick v. Embley in the fire. We asked Andrew Embley, were you going uh, in the morning uh, of the fight between the two in the locker rooms? Were you going there to apologise or were you going there to fight? And his answer was, oh, fuck no, I was going there to fight. Why don't I apologise to Chicky? <laughs> Just like that. I'm not conceding to you, no, no none whatsoever. Um, if you do want to send us a question, we need your footy stories from the week. We had a very good footy story come across the table. I will say this. If anyone is listening along, did you see the footage reserves footy. Um, if anyone knows Daniel Mick 
<laughs> McGlashan. Yep. Daniel McGlashan. We're going to send you a case of shelter. He carried an opposition player <laughs> off the ground in country footy, regional footy. Uh, I believe it's down at the Southwest Footy League. Great uh, picture. Yeah. So, uh, Carey Park, um, uh, there's a bunch of different teams down there. The picture of the opposition player carrying the other guy off. One of the great moments in country so Apparently, his name is Daniel McGlashan. If we can find him, we'll get him a slab. So, if anyone's listening and point us in the right direction, that'd be great. Find us on social, Shelter Footycast. Send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Watch us on YouTube. Listen along. You'll be doing one of those either way. Tell your friends, tell your mates. Get yourself a bag of Jack's crackers for the weekend. And finally, you've lost that love and feeling. Goodbye. <laughs>